Emily Elizabeth, and I'm the host of the What Fulfills You podcast, a show for and about individuals always seeking to be their best selves. On this show, we talk all about building the mindset, finding the right careers, creating meaningful relationships, and so much more. Welcome to the What Fulfills You podcast. All right, so on today's episode, I decided I would finally share my thoughts and reflect on a lot of what's been happening around the Asian American community as I am obviously one myself and if you follow me on social media you probably have noticed I haven't really said much or have really posted much about all you know what everyone else is posting about and I find that I prefer to take time to think through and process what's going on and how I feel about it versus react right away and kind of take on the role of what everyone would expect me to do. And I actually remember seeing just about two weeks ago, I think it was Kat Tanita or I think better known as Kat Jamison now I think that's her last new last name or soon to be new last name um she's a another blogger and I believe she's probably about 10 years older than me but she's also half Asian and has did mention about you know experiencing some of the racism that comes with it but she did also get a lot of backlash for not posting right away and she was saying very similar to what I just said which is that She prefers to take time to think it through and process what's going on and then share a more concise and thought well thought out, I guess, reflection later on. So that's kind of what I'm doing on today's episode. No outline, no notes, just my honest thoughts. And I am going to be sharing some pretty personal experiences way back in the day um, and I'm not really sure what my, I guess, what the outcome is for you guys to listen to this, but perhaps just to share a raw story and then give my perspective on how I'm approaching, um, I guess, dealing or how I've dealt with racism and, and what I feel is a pragmatic approach for moving forward and um, it's definitely not I guess I would say common approach so keep that in mind you can probably tell by now I'm not a very conventional person but that's because I do again like to think things through before making a decision about what I would say and do so where do I begin Um, I guess I can say you know I grew up in a town of about 8,000 people I grew up between Lancaster and Reading, Pennsylvania. And if you're not from kind of that surrounding, I guess I should say the surrounding states, or if you're not from Pennsylvania or from the East Coast, then those, I guess, cities or towns mean nothing. But for those of you who are from or have gone through those areas, then you might have a better idea of the type of environment I grew up in. And for those of you who don't, well, let me just say, um, for starters, I was probably one of two Asians that was in my graduating class. 
I remember growing up, um, there's definitely not many Asians in my town, first off. I would say the, ma- the majority was Caucasian, but that's not really surprising because it's a rural town in Pennsylvania with farm and it's pretty known, it's pretty well known for the Amish county and I think kind of like the German Amish uh, people that tend to be there. So um, I remember growing up where a couple, (laughs) I don't, yeah, I just, I think it's funny to share. I remember growing up where I definitely was asked, um, you know, why are your eyes like that? I do remember another guy, a guy that, you know, uh, we ended up being good friends later on um, down the line, but this is when we were in elementary school and he would ask me like, why is your nose more flat? Because if you take notice, at least my nose and a lot of Asian noses, they don't have as much of a bridge or the cartilage compared to other ethnic backgrounds per se. So I definitely started feeling what it was like to not look like everyone else when I was in elementary school. And... I do remember in elementary school too, you know, I just always got just pretty much picked on for being Asian and I never really thought about it much until middle school. And this is where a lot of, you could say, um, more of the racist drama happened in my life. Um, But I guess you could say fast forward to middle school, quite a few things happened. Um, The biggest event I'll say first so I think I was in seventh grade. Yep, I remember because my homeroom teacher was Mrs. Sorrentino and I was in seventh grade. Yeah, so I don't know how it really started. Let me just say that there were particularly three girls that always picked on me. And funny enough, they were a year older than me. Their names were Megan, Katie, and Courtney. And Katie actually lived in my development or neighborhood at the time. And so I think I was on the bus with her. And for that reason, I think she kind of picked on me a lot, just simply for the Asian part, um, which will be funny because I'll explain a lot of interesting nuggets that um, has we can fast forward to last year. <laughs> but um, basically... Again, I don't know how it started, but I think it's primarily because they would like say certain stuff to me and growing up with an older brother, he's eight years older than me, I feel like I was taught to be really tough and have thick skin and to not let things get to my head because I remember my brother once made a comment that when I was really young, like I was definitely like 10 years old or something and he would say, wow, you let that get to your head so easily. And so I kept that in mind ever since then. And I have to say shout out to my brother for that because I'm really grateful that I have really thick skin today for that reason. Um, But basically, I think it started with MySpace where these girls were pretty much completely bullying me on there. They were just saying some really nasty things. And again, this is like over 10 years ago. This is like 20. 12 years ago now this is when I was 12 actually JK I guess it's only 11 years but to get to the point one of the girls her name 
is Megan. Um, again, no idea where these people are anymore because I ended up going to a different high school. I like ended up wanting to go to a private Catholic school. So I just like I never really got to see where everyone, you know, ended up after high school and whatnot, nor did I really care during high school. But the Megan girl, she had threatened to bring soup into school and to like pour it on me. Again, no idea why I, I just like it's I wish I could remember if there was a reason why but I'm pretty certain it was just simply because they were picking on me and I was standing up for myself and saying like you know you're, you're not you're not getting to my head and I think it's just when you're a bully you want them to back down and I'm not backing down which is probably something my mom would be like Emily why can't you fucking back down but I I just could not stand down to something that just didn't feel right so Anyways, the next day, the girl comes into school unprepared, knowing what she wants to do, and I'm ready to, like, pretty much fight her because I'm like, okay, you have a can of soup. So she brings it, and she's, like, walking slowly down, and she knows where my locker is, too. And again, this girl's a year older than me. So she's, like, walking down, I think, like, this ramp, and she's coming, I think, after coming off of it, after getting off the bus. And I think she met up with Katie as well. And they're like standing there and they're walking slowly. And all these kids are like walking by. They're not really aware of what's about to go on. And then like, it was kind of awkward because it's like, what do you do? You know, she's she's standing there. Her can of soup, chicken noodle soup is half open. And she's like ready to pour it on me. So she starts to walk towards me and like tries to pour it on me. And all I remember was just being a really aggressive bitch. And I like just shoved her face. She had glasses. So I think I like broke half of her glasses or something. Um, But it was crazy because my homeroom teacher saw it and everyone was like, what in the fuck is going on? Right. Um, And I don't know. It definitely didn't really get on me. I think it got a little bit on my shoulder because like once I like pushed her, you know, like her hand was shaking. So it was coming out of the can and whatever. Um, But I remember my mom coming into school. Obviously, the principal got involved. And funny enough, actually, the police got involved because it's like middle school kids bringing in this metal can, which I think at that time they considered a weapon because they're saying, what in the fuck is this, you know, and this could have gone way wrong if, you know, I just stood there, right, Um, and everyone was like, are you okay, and whatever, but the point is, um, that was primarily because of just me being Asian, and me being someone to pick on for that reason, but um, the thing with that, though, is I think for at least a year or two after, I definitely got picked on for the chicken noodle soup, or they'd be like, soup, you know, they like say that in the hallway past me, things like that, and you know looking back to when the principal asked me like why did this happen and and all these different things I, I I wonder what like what the principal can do to change the I guess like the act of racism there or like discrimination rather I don't want to really use the word racism I'm kind of overusing that but discriminating right and like even for me like obviously I was in the clear but you know this this, there was a myspace message thread you could see all of this on myspace I think this is like on comments and stuff so you know she was just like I'm gonna you know basically fuck you up like all this stuff and it's just so strange looking back I remember the only thing I cared about 
when my mom came into school and she got the call and it's like again you gotta keep in mind like this is my mom's like a traditional vietnamese woman she's probably like what on fucking earth is my daughter getting in trouble for um so i think she was really surprised and really uncertain on how to handle it but i do recall the police getting involved and then all i asked my mom was can i still go skate after school today because that's all i cared about i was scared that she was you know going to put so much emphasis on what happened at school that she wouldn't let me go skate and go practice and whatever so i'm really grateful i ended up going to skate um but that is a monumental moment because well, that, that affected me a lot in a certain way, but I, I just kind of moved on with my life, you know? But other things that happened in middle school that I would say are pretty relevant is that there was these other two girls. Um, they were twins, actually, a year younger than me. When um, I used to take the bus to school, that is very normal in where I live. And um, it's funny because I would talk about it with my friends in California, and I'm pretty sure public school buses are not normal over here. I, I, I'm, yeah, I'm not really 100% sure, but as far as I know, I don't think it is. But on the bus, um, I used to get picked on a lot as well. I, you know, they'd ask me if I could make them egg rolls, if I could make them rice cakes, or all these different things. And I think. This is like the 10th time these girls, these twins, um, they decided to pick on me again for like the millionth time. And I'm in, I'm on the bus reading, minding my own business. And they stand up on the bus and they tell everyone to like, shh, be quiet. And they said something like, they just screamed at me and they said something like, hey, Emily, why don't you go make us some egg rolls? And then they had the whole bus like laughing or whatever. And I'm not going to comment on what I said back because what I said back was some of the nastiest shit you could ever hear someone say. Like it was beyond nasty to the, like they were the ones crying after FYI. So I'm, again, this is like shit that happened 10, 11 years ago. So, you know, I, I kind of reflect and laugh now. I'm not really impacted by it, but I will say it really shaped the strong character I have now, per se. Um, but I guess kind of long story short from that, it was funny because once I got home, once the bus dropped me off, next thing you know, her mom or their mom and the two twins are coming over to our house, knocking on the door, and the two sisters are crying because of what I said back to them. And they ended up reporting it to the principal because like I said, what I said back was really nasty. And it was kind of one of those moments like, stop fucking with me because I will make you really upset. Because this was, again, this was like the 10th or 20th time they've said some racial slurs at me. And I was, again, 12 or 13 at that point. Um, and I remember this time, again, the same principle. He's been dealing with this now. So now I kind of, I guess what I'm saying is I look back and I wonder... Like, what was the principal actually saying to these girls that were always picking on me simply for being Asian and for living my life and doing my thing? Like, that was always really interesting to me because I didn't get... I mean, he obviously asked me why the fuck did I say the things I said, but I told him, well, look, dude, this was the 20th time I was getting picked on and... 
I am going to stand up for myself and I'm going to make them stop because what are you going to do? Like you're going to tell them stop saying those things because clearly it hasn't been effective. Um, so I, I guess what I'm curious about is what does the principal say to students, you know, especially back then, in order for them to like stop with this discrimination stuff, right? Um, because I think he knew that we're both wrong, but they were a little bit more wrong because they, they started it. So that was another monumental time that I remember because once again, my mom was like, why are you getting in trouble? Looking back on my childhood and reflecting on how much I dealt with in regards to being picked on or discriminated against because of my ethnicity and my heritage and my race, I honestly... I'm very grateful for it. It might seem kind of weird and fucked up, but I'm really grateful for it because yes, there needs to be change and I know we're evolving with where we're at today, but I guess I look at it as, you know, shit happens in life and all you can do is control how you react to it, and how you let it affect you later on. And I feel like I personally took a lot of that negative energy and the the attacks that I got as a kid, I feel like I let that fueled me up into who I am today. I know a lot of you message me and look at me as someone that's really independent and strong and wise and you know these incredible things and I'm really grateful that you guys look at me as that but I realize that a lot of people in in life who are like that have gone through a lot of deep shit you know so if you are someone that has gone through similar events in terms of how traumatic that is to your life Always try to look at it in a positive way, no matter how hard it is. Look at how it can build your strength because that's how I saw it for me. And, you know, I've experienced it even in high school. Like, and I think there comes a point where you don't take it personal, you know, Um, that might not be the most recommended approach, but there were definitely times where people would be saying ching ching chong or saying ling ling and you know, all these different things. Now, like I said, I, I'm a humorous person. And so when I have friends saying that, um, I don't really take it personal. And I think I, I know the fine line of when someone's saying it in a racist way or when someone's saying it as a joke. Now, I do understand in today's society, it's probably not going to be a great move to say it as a joke. But like I said, um, but I find that at the end of the day, you know, It takes a whole culture and society to evolve from those viewpoints. But more importantly, you guys, if I'm being brutally honest, I don't believe discrimination or prejudice will ever fully go away in terms of you can't see color because no matter what, you're going to see it. It's it's there visually. But my thoughts on this is that why don't we, for example, when 
your child in kindergarten ask you, hey, mom, why does that girl have more like really dark skin? So let's say she's of Mexican or Latina heritage, right? My thought process has always been like, instead of telling your child, oh, no, don't say that, like, don't say that out loud, right? Because I feel like that's kind of the instinctive feeling or instinctive thing to do is like oh no don't say that out loud because you don't you don't want to act like you discriminate them or that you you're pointing it out but my thoughts have always been like embrace it instead answer yes honey yeah she's actually her heritage is likely to be of let's say of mexican heritage and what's really cool about that background is that they have incredible culture amazing food right? Their tacos are amazing. They speak a very common language that I hope you'll learn when you're in middle school as well. You know, I've always thought of why can't we frame it in a positive way to the child? Because I I do think that back in the day when we were to bring up, you know, seeing color for the first time to our parents, if you are not a person of color, or maybe even if you are, I would say, there may be an inkling for your parents to kind of be unsure of how to react to it and say, oh no, like don't say that out loud, right? Or like, oh, let's not talk about it. But I believe you should always try to tie a positive notion or connotation with that race or that ethnic background. So same thing with myself. I'm Asian, right? If someone would be like, hey mom, why does she look different than me? Why are her eyes maybe slightly smaller or why is her nose like not as tall whatever like people want to say I don't really care but if someone says that to their mom I would hope that their mom or dad could say something like yes honey her you know she is of Asian heritage and Asian nationality and there's plenty of different countries there's Vietnam Korea Japan China and what's really unique about them is X, Y, and Z, right? So that the child remembers the positive impacts and the positive characteristics about that person and their ethnic background versus this whole, oh, we don't say anything about it because it's bad. So that's my personal perspective. And that is coming from someone that, you know, like I said, I've experienced my own version of racism and discrimination as an Asian American growing up, especially in a predominant Caucasian community. But I do want to fast forward um, a little bit now to kind of why that soup story is interesting and relevant to today. Because last year during the George Floyd, you know, situation, very unfortunate, um, two of the girls of those three, um, so like I mentioned their names earlier, two of them ended up reaching out to me to, um, you know, I guess pretty much say sorry for the shit that they did in middle school. In fact, I guess I kind of want to read one of the messages right now. So one of them said to me, hey girl, I'm not sure if this will reach you or you'll see it, but I've done so much self-reflection with what's going on in the world. I thought back to middle school and everything that happened and how I was part of that group. I'm genuinely ashamed and disgusted with how I behaved towards you at 13. I know that it was more than Megan dumping a can of soup on you and race was definitely brought up. 
I apologize for my actions. I've spent time in college and graduate school in courses and on my own educating myself on diversity, inclusion, and white privilege. I know I can't make up for how we treated you and I can't imagine how much I hurt you, but I'm sincerely sorry. I'm so happy to see how much of a boss babe you are and doing amazing things with your life. I wish you the best of luck in everything you do and I will continue to make an effort to be an ally to all groups, backgrounds, religions, and ethnicities. So you're probably wondering what my response was and this might not be, I guess, the favorable response or maybe it could be. I don't really know and quite frankly, I don't have much of an opinion on what how you feel about my response, but I will say that I told her I appreciated her for taking the time to let me know, but I I don't necessarily like I guess I, I guess I take the apology, but it's not really for me. It's more for her because I've moved on with my life that was 11, 12 years ago. And to be really honest, like I said before this section, you know, I don't believe that we can completely wipe away discrimination and prejudice and all these racial slurs that we've thought about since growing up. I don't think that can be completely wiped away if we're being really fucking practical. But I did tell her, you know, that is the case. So I don't think no matter how much you educate yourself and whatever, you're you're never really going to know and understand and you can't really reverse and rewire that thinking unless you do a lot of deep work, which is very difficult to do. But I did tell her that she should just consider these thoughts for her future kids, which is the future generation, because what you teach in the house and what you say in the house is what comes out to the kids, right? Because in my mind, I'm thinking, what 13-year-old knows how to like say all these things to another Asian American or another, you know, African American, like whatever person of color, right? Um, And I also did say too, you know, this was, this was very, normal at our school district and where we grew up in and I reminded her this is this was a norm you know you can't take that away and I think it's respectable that she's trying as is many other people right now working to educate themselves but but the question is how much can you actually get it you know what I mean um And the truth is, it starts at the foundation of your childhood when you start to understand how to discriminate, how to pick between colors. That's why I go back and say, why are we not tying more positive connotations or affirmations to these ethnicities when it's brought up, right? Instead of avoiding the conversation or trying to say, oh, don't be racist towards that as as if like you can just completely you know act as if there's no color no like em- embrace and enhance like just embrace what the truth is embrace who they are is what i'm saying and and love and accept that right versus trying to overdo it i guess is is my viewpoint but yeah there was another message i don't feel the need to read it but this was also funny to me because i think i also thought at the time 
So let me get this straight. It took the whole fucking country burning on fire and this whole riots and everyone running around looting and whatnot and rioting. It took all of that in order for you to like finally say sorry and recognize your actions you know what I mean um again I'm not taking away at all from her realization and at the same time I will say I I definitely simmered down a lot of what happened in my childhood years regarding racism because I don't want to you know take up this episode too much but her and those two girls they did a lot and she knew and I just it just it doesn't really sit like accurately with me the fact that it just she only like she just finally realized it once the whole you know um George Floyd thing happened um but that's not to say what she's what she's saying is not true it's just that I don't think that's an effective way to really start to understand something is kind of my viewpoint because like like anything in life, it takes years, it takes a foundation, and it takes consistency to actually build that muscle, understand, and fully comprehend, and 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 to like look at someone of of a certain race and to not have an instant, you know, stereotype or thought. It's always going to exist in our mind. I think it's more important to again acknowledge it exists, and and rather embrace the incredible positive qualities of each one and and continuously to speak about that because I think I think that's there's a lot of negative things that we say about people regardless of race and color but just in general and I think if we like just again even the whole the negative things about women and then the negative things about men and vice versa like instead embrace the positive traits about each one and take that in is kind of my thought process but I think all in all with the whole upbringing and growing up as an Asian American I will add one more thing I will say I remember when I was younger I wasn't really proud of being Asian I wasn't you know, I didn't fit in, I didn't look like most people, and it was just really tough for me, it was a very lonely road, and I just always felt misunderstood and out of place for so many reasons, not only my physical appearance, but just for my different interests, I was a figure skater and a tennis player, and you know, by the time I got to high school, I was I was starting a business and I was just, you know, I was a girl that wanted to go to California for school and, you know, now I'm living here and a lot of my friends are still either in Philly or somewhere in the Northeast or just kind of around there within a two-hour flight to home. So I always felt like a misfit in a way, you know, but I guess I'll end it on that, which is if you have felt that way or you still feel that way right now or from the years you were growing up you felt out of place you didn't feel like you fit in my best advice regardless of you know what background you are is just to look within and embrace those qualities I can't tell you how many times I tried to fit in more 
than to just be myself, which again happens to be, I guess, more of a standing out position. But I tried to be quote normal at one point and it just didn't suit me. I was not attracting the right people into my life. I was not living life the way I really felt aligned to. So I would say if you haven't found your place yet or if you're still in that process of figuring it out, I can assure you, you'll look back and realize all the ups and downs you have gone through, whether um, as a fellow Asian female or another person of color or just as an individual, as a whole, you'll learn that those experiences are what build your strength over time and you're going to one day somehow be grateful that all of that shaped who you are today. All right, you guys, that was the end of today's episode. That was a pretty deep and heavy topic, I suppose, and I hope that what I shared was reflective, and um, I do want to say for those of you who maybe disagreed with some of my thoughts or some of my approaches to the way I handled things in my childhood and just my thought process now, um, I hope you can at least understand that my perspective and my intention with my thoughts and my approaches is always positive and it's never with poor intention or it's never to do something wrong or, you know, to do anything in a bad light. I guess what I'm saying is I just want to say that I can totally understand that some people might consider my reflection or the fact that I even shared names or just like even with the vulnerability of how much I've shared on this episode, I understand some people might not sit well with it, but as always, I want to be completely transparent and honest with who I am, what I've learned, and to give you takeaways, if any, because, um, you know, that's how I got to where I am right now, and I think if some of the stuff doesn't align with you, then only take what does, right? Um, And I think as long as we can all respect one another's opinion and try to push ourselves to see if we can look through their lens and their perspective, I think that's how we can come to a more conclusive and supportive community as a whole in our society. So thank you all again for listening. I appreciate it so, so much. And again, before you head out, be sure to follow along on the podcast Instagram at Pod because tomorrow, April 14th, I am dropping the first limited edition merch on the website at whatfulfillsyou.com. So thank you all for your support as always, and I'll chat with you next time. Bye.